Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Jay the Kiss, big Jets fan. Really? Oh, huge Jet fan. Oh, that's good to know. You know what I'm saying? Do you guys hang out? Yeah, absolutely. We we Get played together. a couple of basketball uh, things, you know. But um, Styles P, you know, you know, real old man. Like you, he wrapped the whole versus set with calf socks on. I just don't know. I mean, like I you thought would we think you were being paid by the versus mention at this point. You would think that every time you mention lo- it, just, somebody puts a direct deposit right into your I bank just, account. I just, I just love the culture, man. I think sports and and, and, and music and entertainment just intertwine. I, I mean, think you're right. We're all fans. We all think we can spit, and all uh, rappers think that they can be athletes. So it's just a natural flow. But you know, old man, like I told you before, never trust a black man over forty with no facial hair. I've heard like, that. You don't really trust a dude that's walking around with calf socks with short. So it just don't make sense. Styles P, you played yourself, but I love you, but I got to do you. He is Bart Scott. I'm Jen Latta. We're holding it down for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zoom. Keyshawn pres- get a facial hair either. That's why I don't trust him. Yes, that's when you told me about the facial hair theory. You were talking about Keyshawn. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, they are not here. We are here. Of course, the Hall of Fame game tonight in Canton, Ohio. Uh, A lot of guys won't be there. You heard Christine say that there are like 16 guys from the Cowboys who will not be there, including Dak Prescott. We've been talking about how many reps Big Ben is going to take, and the answer you think is zero. Of course, they're going to get a chance to look at some of those other guys. Uh, We are joined now on the Goodyear Hotline by Chris Canty. Chris Canty, of course, former Giants defensive end, Super Bowl champion. He's got his own show no, in the morning. Don't say that twice. Don't say that he's a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just rubbing it in. Sh- I shouldn't say that he's a Super yeah. Bowl champion. Super yeah. Bowl champion. Yeah, it, was, it was at my expense. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Co-host of DPHO, Canty and Rothenberg, eight, uh, 5 to 8 a.m. on ESPN 98.7. Chris, thanks for joining us. We asked Bart earlier about his preseason memories. He had a sack in his very first game. It was almost 20 years ago at this point, Lions versus Ravens. What do you remember from your first preseason game? Jen, the thing that I remember from my first preseason game was that I was proud I didn't get beat to sleep by all-pro left tackle and now Hall of Famer Walter Jones. Because we were playing the Seahawks, and I had no idea what I was in for. But I feel like, you know, not going out there and getting embarrassed is a good start to my pro career, and that's what happened. So that, that's the, the lasting memory that I have of that game. According to our stats and research, your first career preseason game was August thirteenth, two 2005, so just a few years after Bart made his debut in the preseason. Cowboys at Cardinals, and you had one tackle in that game. Oh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> that was not eventful. Don't even remember it. <laughs> Not an impactful memory. But you had a long, successful career after that. We were talking about the emotions that a lot of these guys yeah. are going through. Look, fans are super excited that football is finally here and it's going to run all the way through February at this point. What do you remember from the emotions? Was it nerves, anxiousness? Were you confident? Were you concerned about your spot? How did it go for you? Oh, for me, it was just about making sure that I didn't let my teammates down. Like, I mean, I wanted to go out there and execute my assignments. And, you know, I just felt like if – I did that, then that would be something that, you know, ultimately led to me having the career that I wanted. But, yeah, I mean, it's moving so fast when you're a young player. Like, you just want to go out there and, and try not to, to mess up and make any mistakes that could cost your team an opportunity to win a game. Because, I mean, coaches are grading you just based on your competitiveness and whether or not they think you can help the team once they get to the regular season. So that's ultimately what the preseason is about, trying to figure out who are going to be the guys that you can rely on once the games matter for real. 
I tell you what, Krilla, I mean, we had two different experiences because I was undrafted rookie free agent. But I always loved, like, back in the day, the old school, like, watching special teams because we knew that, like, somebody with that, that check engine light is coming on in the third, third quarter because, you know, people don't realize that when you're, like, the second string, you pretty much play the entire first game, and you, but you, you still have the responsibility for playing on special teams because those are the special teams that you're going to go against. You know, what are you looking for tonight? Like, what like, the, the – the, not the – follow the football stuff. What's the stuff you're looking for tonight between the Dallas Cowboys and the, and the, and the Steelers and, and what's going to entertain you? Well, I want to see what Mike McCarthy's offense is going to look like. Like, I mean, listen, I, I know that they're not game planning or anything like that, but you're going to see the staples that they plan on having throughout the course of the season. Like, they're running their base systems out there. So I just want to see what the Cowboys offense in year two under Mike McCarthy is going to look like, right? I mean, it was a work in progress last year. Dak Prescott had the injury early on. But, I mean, if you go back and think about what last year was, I mean, you're talking about not having the OTAs, mini camps, modified training camp with no preseason games. So all those players were trying to figure it out on the fly. I I think the one thing that we can probably – look at as a takeaway from this is like, what is that Cowboys offense going to look like? And then on the flip side, what is the defense going to look like under Dan Quinn? So just trying to see what kind of schemes they're going to be executing. And based on that, you know, based on that, we can kind of get a pretty good idea of what the identity of this Cowboys team in 2021 is going to be. I tell you what, crazy. I want to see if Mike, Michael Parson is as advertised because listen, you know, I didn't see a lot of opportunities when he had to run through a pulling guard or take on like somebody that was physical. I want to see Najee Harris. I want to see Parson in the middle of that straight, straight, straight ahead. No fair dodging, man, and see who got that dog in him. I want to see if these guys going to come in and going to be some dogs because that's going to say that the league is in a good place because we're taking the physicality out of football. Right now it's about – I feel like a lot of times I'm watching football and watch a lot of basketball players out there that's skating, trying to be athletic. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to be athletic, man. I want to see – if somebody's going to bust somebody in the mouth, man, because that's, that's what attracts me to the game, the violence and the physicality. And I want to see if Parsons about that life or he's just somebody that looks good, look like Tarzan, play like Jane. Oh, wow. Not the Tarzan that play like Jane. Look at you, Bart. You know It's just the preseason. You already I mean, talking. It's, it's a talk. little sexist. It's a little look, sexist, listen but I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> listen to you, Bart. Yeah, we'll, figure, we'll figure out a better wow. expression for that. But you yeah, know yeah, what? Yeah. Don't we come saw, at me, ladies. I'm sorry. Saw, I'm, I'm a Neanderthal. I'm from wow, the Sport. We saw a wow. fight at Giants camp just a few days ago. I know that you guys paid attention to that on your show. And then, of course, how Joe Judge handled it, making the guys run gassers, also making him do some push-ups out there. Uh, you know, Bart was over here kind of laughing about it, but you talk about the physicality. Do you like seeing guys get taken to the ground early in training camp? Because I was saying I'm okay with the one-on-one scuffles, okay? A cornerback and a wide receiver want to go at it a little bit, show their dominance. But when you start getting the whole team involved, that's when I start to be like, hmm, no, something's not right here. Well, Jen, the thing you're worried about the most is if the quarterback is at the bottom of the pile. Like, that was the biggest issue that I had with the team brought that the Giants – got into a couple of days ago like Daniel Jones being at the bottom of the pile like that's not what you want the hopes and dreams of the franchise ride on that guy's right arm and the last thing you want going into what is a critical year for him is to have to be dealing with the nagging injury or something that's going to keep him out for any significant period of time like you you want him to have the opportunity to get those reps with all of those weapons that Dave Gettleman surrounded him with, going out and getting Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay and Kyle Rudolph to go along with the guys that you already had there and Saquon Barkley coming back healthy. Like, if, if Daniel Jones would have gotten hurt, 
Like that, that's the thing that bothers you the most. So I can understand why Joe Judge was livid. Now he used it as a teachable moment for his guys saying that, you know, those types of plays end up costing your team an opportunity to win games. But, I mean, I, I don't make much of those types of incidents happening because it is training camp. It's the first time you're putting on pads. Guys are going to get a little bit rowdy. But as long as nobody gets hurt, I think the team is going to be okay. I don't think there's a huge a huge takeaway from it. Yeah, marking your territory, Chris. This is what it is. You got all these little young whippersnappers coming in there. They've been trying to embarrass the veterans. We ain't got no pads on, and the veterans been waiting to punch them in the chest. Oh, yeah, the no pad All-Americans, Bart. That's yeah, what we call exactly. it, the no pad All-Americans. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and there were some punches thrown, I think, at Lions' first padded training camp practice, which was yesterday. Of course, we talked about Dan Campbell's coffee order, but he also weighed in on that, and he says, I was fired up because they were competing. See? It was good to see both Jay- them, two young bucks go after it. They had, you know, they were being aggressive. And, and he would like to see that. Jen, did we know if anybody bit anybody's kneecaps? <laughs> see, now, I happened? have a question for you. Do you gain okay. points with Dan Campbell if you bite kneecaps? You're like, Coach, exactly. I was just doing what you said. I, it's like Friday I, after I next, hit him with the eye gouge. I play with Dan Campbell in Dallas. He is as tough as they come as a player. When he did that press conference, I did not understand where he was going yeah. with it. The whole biting kneecaps thing is not something that's going to be used as a rallying cry in an NFL locker room. But, uh, I mean, the Detroit Lions are one of those wait-and-see things. But, again, when we come to the topic of training camp fights, that's just that's just life in the NFL. That's what it is. I mean, you've been practicing against these guys all offseason. You get in the training camp. You're putting pads on. You see these guys every day. You don't see your family. You know, you're not sleeping in your, your own bed in most instances. So I can understand why will be why guys would be a little bit chippy. All like right, it I got it before every we, single year. Before we let you go, I gotta also get your take on this Urban Meyer thing. This Urban Meyer is using winners and losers. He's having guys go one on one. I think we have sound from Urban. He can help explain it a little bit more, Chris. I want to get your feedback on this. We have some winner loser opportunities. You know, we're gonna have to make a decision. Uh, a big roster is gonna go to a smaller roster, and I just, I think to be fair to players. You know, I just, we all have so much respect for it. This is a way guys make a living, and I don't believe in subjectivity. I believe in what's your record. Every man's got a record. What is it? You, know, what's, you are what your record are. If you lose a lot, but you, you know, have a lot of potential, that's not real good. Chris, your reaction to that. So basically it's these one-on-one drills, and then they keep score, and then at the end of the day, if a guy is on the bubble, if they're not yeah. sure if they want to keep him or they want to cut him, they literally go to the tally sheet and see how many wins they had in these one-on-one drills, and that could be the deciding factor. Your thoughts on that? Jen, it sounds like a roundabout way of Urban Meyer trying to justify keeping Tim Tebow on <laughs> the roster. You. Going oh, thank you. Wow. That would, that wow. Would like to me. See, I didn't that go conspiracy, like but that's like, a good theory. Because well, crazy. That, that's that's where I'm going with it. That's my hot take with that. I mean, listen, like I understand coaches chart plays and they, they want to see guys have success and they want to know whether or not a guy can execute the scheme that they're employing, especially those guys that are on the fringe of the roster. But, I mean, going, going to an actual tally sheet as opposed to yeah. trusting what you're so, watching on film yeah, and how that test. guy complements what you already have on your team – to me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Because it's not black and white, right, Chris? Because I'm sitting exactly. up in line. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, um, Sidney Dean and white man can't jump. Give him the chump, man. Give but, him but, the chump. But, but, what if Bart, I'm gonna go get the bum thing. every day? But Bart, here's the other thing that you know: it's not necessarily the, the tight ends at the bottom of the depth chart. It could be a tight end versus keeping an outside linebacker, or a safety versus keeping another running back. So I mean, when you start talking about the tally sheet, it just like that's the part that doesn't make sense because it's not necessarily. 
just the guys in the position group that you're competing with for right. a roster spot. Maybe that, this yeah. is just a tiebreaker thing, guys. Maybe we're putting too much emphasis on it. Maybe this is like, well, he you know, needs to explain better. When he, they're he, trying he to, or, or how about not explain it at all, Bart? Yeah, how just about shut just up. not talk about your process at all? That's how about a really that? good point. Great yeah, point. Keep it that. inside. Don't need to hear about it. I don't it. know how long we got. How long we got crazy? We got him to 21. Oh, we got him um, to 21. Yeah, cool. we're going to we're gonna keep stuff. him around. Yeah, we're going to keep him here. He's with us on the Goodyear Hotline because we've been asking our listeners this morning, Chris, what players they are most looking forward to watching this preseason. 888-729-3776. Let's get to Greg in Mississippi. Greg in Mississippi, who are you looking forward to watching this preseason? Well, good morning, Miss Lada and uh, Mr. Bart Scott. Mr. Chris Kent, yeah. Uh, I would I would uh, probably say Kyle Pitts with all the hype being out here in the SEC country. Uh, he's supposed to be a generational tight end. I want to see what he does and what Julio gone. He'll get the targets uh, with Ridley there in Atlanta. Uh, maybe an honorable mention to Mr. Scott's uh, guy, uh, Zach Wilson with the Jets. Let's see if he's the best BYU quarterback uh, since Steve Young's in the league. Let me close. Uh, Ms. Lott, I hope you get that gig on Saturday nights uh, this year. I think you do a good job. We uh and uh, Mr. Scott, you've been doing a good job filling in for the guys all week. We've been listening all week. Y'all guys have a great show. Oh, appreciate what a nice you. call. Thanks for the endorsement. I appreciate that. Thanks, cousin. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody, that was my dad. Thank you very much. Uh, Kyle Pitts is an interesting one. I know he had a lot of hype headed yeah. into this year's draft, obviously landed with the Falcons. Um, See, but again, there's another situation where the quarterback situation. Yeah. But I, I think we should expand this question because I think if we're going to miss a lot of good picks if we just say preseason I'm saying this year because a lot of these guys that are coming back off injury we won't see them in the preseason but they'll be ready this year so I don't want to exclude guys like OBJ I don't want to exclude guys like Saquon Barkley Christian McCaffrey I want to open it up to a bunch of different options the nice thing about the preseason is you do get to see a lot of guys who were drafted this year guys who are you know maybe deeper on the roster and see what type of contributions they can make on the squad and I always love that you're seeing guys like operating at a really high velocity you're seeing them vibrate at a high frequency because some of those guys are trying to stick on the roster right so you'll see some guys who just like throw it all out there you know and and i love that you got to dare to be great like this is preseason like if you're a guy that's an undrafted free agent you have one less game to be able to show the team what you can do like i I bet you a lot of these team practices are going to be some of the evaluation for the younger guys for the guys that's undrafted because you got to get your team ready week game two and game three it used to be game two and three was the was the, the games that the veterans played. The dress the rehearsals. Yeah. Right, the dress rehearsals. Now they got to you know, condense that. So now if you're an undrafted free agent, you're not going to get an opportunity to be seen. So when I get out there, I got to make something memorable. And listen, if I got to get fined to put somebody to sleep – because, listen, one thing that coaches <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? One of the things that coaches all remember is big hits and, like, big plays. You got to dare to be great. So, if I got to put somebody to sleep, I'll send you a, a I'm sorry letter later. You know what I'm saying? But I got to try and stick out. Yeah, that's a great point. We were obviously – I kind of like the idea of expanding it, Chris. You know, we've been talking about who you're most looking forward to watching in the preseason. Is there somebody you're looking forward to watching in the season that might not get a lot of snaps during the preseason, but you can't wait? See that? Can't wait. You can't wait. You can't wait until he gets out there. He gets out there on the field in the regular season. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go with Jameis Winston, the the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. I'm not exactly sure how much Sean Payton is going to have him out there um, playing in the preseason, but I mean, he's a guy that I would I really want to see play because we know the talent is there. I mean, a couple of years ago, the guy threw for over five thousand yards and thirty plus touchdowns. It's just a matter. Did you see this, Chris? Did you see this? Did you see him run through the running through the bags yesterday? He got knocked out by the damn bags, man, by the crawler. 
Well, listen, I never said that Jameis Winston was the most <laughs> athletic, but Jameis Winston can throw the hell out of yeah, a football. It's just a matter of making sure. We're seeing yeah, on the Bosu ball. It's just ball. a matter of getting him to throw the ball to his own team. Yeah, that's and true. Stay from throwing the ball to the opposing oh, he team. Goes, oh, he's going to have a complete. Sean Payton can coach the turnovers out of him. Yeah. I think that's the big thing that everybody wants to see because if he can, then all of a sudden you're talking about a Saints being a real contender in the NFC. Chris, I wish you could see the video that they're showing, man. I mean, it was a struggle for I him mean, to get through. Like, that that dummy, that that you know, the running back uh, drill with the with the pass in it kicked his ass. Everybody made it through, and he almost went night night. It, it was just egregious at that point. We have to stop showing it because it's just rude. It's too funny. We're just we're just being rude. It's at this too point. funny, man. I tell you what, man, that's something that they're going to play. As long it. as he's not eating W's on yeah. the pregame bar, I'm okay with. Yeah, it. especially during COVID, yeah. man. We don't want you sucking yeah. on your fingers, man, and high fiving nobody. Yeah. I tell you, I, exactly. I, I tell you, who, I tell you who I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see Derwin James because I believe he is the closest thing that I've seen to Sean Taylor in this league in a long time, and he just can't stay healthy, and I think we're being robbed of watching a very, very special football player. Let's get to more of your calls, 888-729-3776. We've got Bart Scott. We've got Chris Candy. I'm Jen Latta, and let's listen to Arnold in Dayton. Arnold, you're on with Jen and Bart on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, the player I want to see is uh, Michael Parsons. I think he's a missing piece to the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Ooh, and if he stays if he stays healthy, I think they're going this year. And my other two things I have to say is, Mr. Canty, Jerry Jones made a mistake getting rid of you and Bart Scott. We could have used you on our team. Yeah, I would have loved to have been there if they would have cut the check. Well, let's go to Canty. Jerry thinks my name is Raymond, by the way. Jerry Jones thinks That's my name not is even close to Bart. How does that happen? <laughs> yeah, because That's like somebody so, being like, my name is Jen, and they call me Sheila. Yeah, he thinks my name is Raymond. Um, I was out at the Senior Bowl and kind of hanging out, and Jerry's walking down you know, what a, their version of Bourbon Street. I think maybe he was slithered up a little bit. And I said, hey, Jerry Jones, hey, nice to meet you. You know, I played for the Ravens. He was like, oh, man, thanks for your service. I'm like, all right, well, thanks. I'm not in the Army, but okay, I get it. Raven sounds yeah, like Raven. Yeah, so, so then as I was talking to, to the rest of the people that was with him, I'm like, all right, see you, see you later, Mr. Jones. Nice to meet you, Raven. Like, oh, man, <laughs> you know what, never mind. Did it make a lasting impression? Chris, I want to go to you on this because a lot of people have talked about Micah Parsons, obviously, uh, and I mentioned this to, to Bart. He sat out the 2020 season. Obviously, it was an option that some players had with the pandemic and with COVID, which means a little less wear and tear on his body, but... But Dallas went so heavy defensively in this year's draft. Two linebackers, two cornerbacks, two defensive linemen in, with their first six picks. Plus, they get rid of Mike Nolan, bring Dan Quinn in. Do you think they did enough to to bolster that defense? Well, I think they invested heavily on that side of the ball. And you have to trust Will McClay one of their senior personnel executives in terms of being able to evaluate talent and find guys that will fit into Dan Quinn's scheme. But, I mean, ultimately, the, the, the Cowboys, their, their team is going to be decided by what their offense does. And I think that, in a lot of ways, can be their best defense by being able to play a ball control style. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But, I mean, if the, if the Cowboys are going to get things turned around on the defensive side of the ball, Michael Parsons is going to have to have a Darius Leonard type of impact on that unit. Remember what Darius Leonard did his rookie year, being able to lead the league in tackles. Like, it's going to have to be that kind of production from him if the Cowboys are going to be competitive on that side of the ball. 
Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Uh, great to have Chris Canty here with us on the show. We've been taking your calls all morning long, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chris Canty and all of our guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. It is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. We will continue here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The Knicks made a move And we are still trying to figure out what it means for them, where they will stack up in the Eastern Conference. That and more straight ahead on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Jen Latta, Bart Scott, holding it down this morning. For the Knicks to finally get someone like that has a name, he's coming back home to New York. He's undersized, so there are defensive issues and all that. I understand the size issues, and when they get to the playoffs, I just think that he is going to succeed there. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Uh. Great to have Bart Scott emceeing with me this morning. I'm Jen Latta. We're holding it down for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And we've got Chris Canty continuing to hang out with us here. Uh, Chris Canty and Bart obviously have talked about their preseason memories. 
I believe Bart Scott had a sack in his first preseason whoa, game whoa. almost 20 years ago, and Chris Canty had a tackle in his very first preseason game. We're talking about that, of course, because the Hall of Fame game is in Canton tonight. Cowboys facing the Steelers. But we've also been talking about the fight that took place at Giants training camp where Danny Dimes ended up at the bottom of the pile and head coach Joe Judge was furious about that, making the guys run and making the guys do some push-ups and other calisthenics, etc. Just to show him. It only affects the fat people. Man, you spit some wisdom on this show, man. You have given me some some good stuff to take with me. I appreciate you. Uh, so let's get to some camp fight stories, fight club, if you will, with Chris and Bart. Because I know you guys have witnessed or maybe even been in some real good fights. Chris, I'll start with you. Best fight you've either been in or seen at training camp. Jen, I know that rule number one about Fight Club is not to talk about Fight Club, but I'm going to break the rules for the interest of making good Statue radio. Statue of Libertations, Chris. Hashtag yeah, content. So my, my first training camp fight was actually against head coach Dan Campbell. And I will say Wait, this. Wait, what? Did he bite your kneecap? Yeah, no. Did he bite your kneecap? Before, before that fight, I didn't have respect for any tight ends in terms of their overall physicality. But when I, railed, when I ran up on Dan, it was a little different of an animal. Like, that's why I say when Dan Campbell is – is one of the truth tough guys. I'm I'm speaking from experience. Like that's, him. that's one of the few tight ends that I've encountered throughout my career that could actually block a defensive lineman. But my most memorable training camp fight wasn't one I was involved in. It was actually one that one of my teammates was involved in, Jay Ratliff, and he got into a fight with an offensive lineman named Kurt Bowlers who? in one-on-one pass rush. Now, you might say who when I say the name Kurt Bowlers, and that would be the point because Jay Ratliff knocked the career out of the guy. I mean, it was so bad after the fight when we came into the locker room. Everybody in the locker room was pointing at Kurt Volas saying, you got pity the fool uh, after Mr. T from the A-team. Like, that's how bad that fight was. And I don't think really after that season anybody heard from Kurt Volas in the NFL oh, ever dang. again. Oh, dang. He never played yeah. again? So he literally, he literally knocked the career out of the guy. Chris, did you th- did, were you on the sideline? He threw in the towel. So no, that time. was Marcus Spears. Marcus Spears He's was dead Marcus. already. <laughs> that was Marcus Spears. <laughs> if, if he dies, he dies. Exactly. Yeah, that Man, was we my, got all the drops when it comes to this. Uh, I, So we're calling Dan Campbell two venti now after his Starbucks order where he said he gets right. two ventis with two shots of espresso. Yeah. Well, and well, we found out that that's the equivalent of ten Red Bulls yeah. every morning. Yeah, well, listening to Chris, now I'm thinking that um, – Maybe uh, Mike Vrabel might want to recant that statement that he said that he would beat up any head coach in the league. I, to get you know, a Super Bowl, to win yeah, a Super Bowl. exactly. I think, I don't know, he may not want to go through Thunder Dan or, you know, you look at Robert Sala who looks like Xerxes from um, 300. Uh-huh. You know, he might not want to mess with him either. But I tell you what. Yeah, the, I don't know if Mike Vrabel wants to bark up that tree bark. Yeah, yeah. I, I, now, I don't know what Dan Campbell is going to be as a coach, <laughs> but I know what he is as a man. I do I don't lo- know if he wants that smoke. I do love that we just transitioned this segment into who would win in Thunderdome of all the NFL head coaches. Wait, you no, know, Triller's putting these fights out there. There's a lot of money out there in these streets. And if I could promote one and get 3%, Jen, I'm all about that life. Absolutely. Get your <laughs> cut, man. Get your cut. <laughs> but, but, but the funniest one for me was. Um, Kelly Gregg and Jason Brown. And Jason Brown at one time was the highest paid center in the league, but we had a nickname for him. We called him Delicious and it's something I can't say on TV or radio or Disney would probably wow. fire me on the spot, right? Wow. So, so we, of course, like he's one of these guys that was holding, but people don't know, people remember Kelly Gregg. Kelly Gregg, we used to call Buddy Lee. He's only like 5'10", but he's like 3'20". 
He's five ten both ways, Bart. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You call him fire, little fire hydrant, right? So they they get into the scrap, but I must think that Jason Brown didn't realize and understand what Kelly Gregg resume was because Kelly Gregg is a three time state wrestling champion. So he got him down underneath a, a rear naked choke, choked him out. But what happened is everybody started fighting on top, so everybody landed on top of him. So not only is he getting choked out, he's getting suffocated and squashed by probably like 2,000 pounds of people on top of him. And Brian Billig in typical form say, oh, you guys got a lot of energy, hit the line. Remember, this dude ain't breathed. He ain't took a real breath in probably like two minutes because he's getting choked out. We start running, and I told you, cardiovascular really affects the fat people more than anybody. Jason Brown was fat. You called him delicious. You know what I'm saying? So um, we're running, and he's crying as he's running. We sorry, coach. We sorry because he couldn't breathe. You know, Kelly Gregg, it was the most hilarious thing ever, man. And, um, you know, that's what makes you get through some of the moments. It's Those a, are things you miss. There's a great story. What I want to know, though, is how? Do, where do you stand on the pylon, okay? Because I've said all, you know, yesterday and today, I'm okay with two guys going nose-to-nose, mm-hmm. head-to-head, okay? Yeah. Maybe a cornerback, maybe a wide receiver, trying to show who's dominant, trying to catch a coach's eye. But when you start piling on or you start getting in there, then I'm like, come on, you're not even in this. Get out. Like, stop. Well, well no, like. Like the veterans understand it, right? Like you don't expect like this for the, the fights are for the young guys or for the for the meatheads, right? So, you know, you know the, the corners out there, they just gonna act like they grab each other. Don't go nowhere, they're gonna we don't make it look good. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Rex used to always say when we start fighting, even in camp, you know what I'm saying? Grab him first so your guy can get a good hit in. Like you gotta make sure that, you know, you you, you set the tone, right? Because wherever I've been, it's been about the defense, you know, smacking the offense around. Like that stuff Aaron Rodgers talking about, how we gotta show them how things go around here. Not on my watch that never been a part of any organization team I was part of but you know it's, it's like that though like I remember one time you know um my Carroll was about to fight this guy we call uh, I forgot his name Wayne Hunter and like Wayne was crazy oh and yeah like, that ain't what you want that yeah, ain't what you yeah, want so you that, know that's Wayne, not right? a good matchup Rex, that's not a good matchup Rex, for Batman Carroll right because 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 Wayne kept jumping off sides so of course we habitual line steppers we teasing him but Wayne is really trying to get the starting spot Wayne said uh Ahmad, I'm going to kill you. We like, what? Like, but everybody know Wayne is about that life, and Ahmad Carroll is not in his weight class. He's a welterweight, right? Fighting yeah. a super heavyweight. Rex told Ahmad, like, listen, he over there, and he gassed up. I think he about to come kick your ass. He said, man, <laughs> don't go back into – this practice ain't over. He said, don't go into the locker room. Just go get into your car and leave. <laughs> this dude left practice, left the facility with his shoulder pads on, game pants, and cleats. <laughs> Don't even go to the locker room. Yo, yo, just go straight home. Yo, just go get in your car and go, man. Like, yo. Well, would he have killed him? Yeah, probably. I mean, did you see probably, the crazy in probably. the eyes? Yeah, We've Wayne, all seen that, right? Listen, Wayne, 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 listen, Wayne couldn't, crazy he couldn't, he couldn't block nobody. Knows that he could, Wayne he, is crazy. Yeah, he couldn't block nobody, but he he, could, he would try and fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that, you know, it's, like, it's like when you're looking at uh, Friday at the next. You ever seen a, a, a Chihuahua fight a Rockwilder? Me either, but I guarantee you it ain't pretty. <laughs> Bart Scott, Chris Candy, I'm a boy, Damon. I'm a boy. Fight stories this morning, a little fight club from training camp. We love it. You know, I think it was Dan Campbell yesterday who said that he likes seeing the aggressiveness. He likes seeing yeah, because that's what that was his experience. Well, and I, Chris Candy, telling us about his first fight ever was with Dan. Chris, Campbell. Chris, you never said like who who did Thank what you. was, was in the scorecards though, Chris. How'd what that, how did the scorecard go? Did you recover? No, I need a backup, Bart. I, I was a rookie at that point. I need a backup. I'm just, I'm just going to keep it 100. And Jen's talking about keep the fights one-on-one. 
Listen, I ain't I ain't about trying to keep things fair. Life ain't fair, and I'm trying to win. So if, if, if somebody's getting the best of me, I fully expect my homeboy to yeah. come have my back. Otherwise, after the fight, I'm going to come looking for them. Yeah. Chris was I'm like, going to get me a win. Chris was like, Cold Red, Cold Red, Donna, pimp down, pimp in distress. Oh, my exactly. gosh. Good stuff, guys. Appreciate that. It does make me miss covering training camp, though, because you never knew when somebody was going to be – just vibrating at such a high frequency that they get into it with a guy, you get a little bit of conflict, and then it explodes over into a full-on training <laughs> camp fight. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is brought to you by California Almonds. Country versus country, you versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel. Almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay-on-task, feel-good fuel to power you through. California Almonds, own your every day, every day. Haters. Yeah, so obviously the big news yesterday for the Knicks was that Kemba Walker um, was going to his hometown New York Knicks. Welcome and today, home, Kemba. We hear that Julius Randle is also staying with the Knicks. Uh, Chris, I want to get your reaction. Chris Canty, who's joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Your reaction to these moves that the Knicks have made. Well, Jen, I love the move of being able to bring over Kemba Walker. I mean, it's it's a low-risk move from the Knicks in terms of, you know, tying up salary cap space and, you know, the length of contract. And so I think it's it's smart to be able to bring somebody in that can share that workload with Derrick Rose in the backcourt. We know that neither one of those guys can play extensive minutes at this point in their careers because of the injury history and the health concerns. But, I mean, if you can get Kemba Walker to play 65-plus games and average 18-plus points, I think this is a home run move for the Knicks. And you talk about, like, him not being able to – he's only 31 years old. At one point, we didn't think Derrick Rose would ever be able to come back from his injuries unless he had the stem cell last year. You know, I think, you know, one year removed, he'll have a a complete offseason to train and get back strong. And he gives the Knicks a a true point guard, a guy that can create off the dribble, a guy that can, you know, have his – create his own offense for himself and for others. We saw them get exposed, the Knicks get exposed – in the uh, playoffs because they only had Julius Randle and, you know, he ran out and once they took the ball out of his hands, they didn't have anywhere to go. You think about Fournier and what he's able to do. I think this team is deep and it reminds me of my Pistons team that had Tayshaun Prince, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, you know, um, Rasheed Wallace, you know, Corliss Williamson, you know, and and, and it looks like they may not have a superstar, but they got a lot of good players and it's going to take a good team to beat them because now they have depth. And, you know, I think that, you know, Thibodeau and the crew has decided to also build by development as well because if R.J. Barrett can take the next step, Obi Toppin can take the next step. You know, they're about developing, right? And we watched this happen because we just celebrated Dinwiddie and Levert and what they're able to do. Well, they were homegrown and they were groomed and developed with the Nets. So, so listen, I want to be very clear. I love the homecoming story, okay? I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. can relate to a magnetic pull to go back to the city that built you, figuratively speaking. Uh, You mentioned that he's 31 years old. He's coming off of an injury with the Celtics. But I still can't figure out where it puts the Nets in the hierarchy of the East, right? Because you've got the Bucks and you've got the Nets. Bucks are the defending champs. A lot of the odds makers are picking the Nets, assuming that their big three are healthy. But then who? Like, if we go down the list, guys, it's got to be, like, the Hawks next because they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I know they didn't make a ton of moves, but then you go, you got the the Heat, who we know made some moves, added to their depth as well. What about the 76ers? What about Chicago, who we know made a ton of moves as well? Like, And I still haven't even mentioned the Knicks. 
I mean, are the Celtics in there as the, well? Like, to, like that's what I'm trying to say. Jen, is like to me, to to me, this puts them right on par with the with with, with the Atlanta Hawks, right? Because Atlanta Hawks mm. didn't it didn't improve, right? And that game wasn't. Ooh. Those games were tough. Those games were still tough. And I know Trey, Ice Trey, whatever you want to call him, Ball and mm. Trey, whatever you want to call him, he took the next step. But now you have it. Now it's a fair fight, right? Those games weren't blowouts. Those games came down to the wire, and the Knicks just didn't have enough to, to, to close it out. So now if you add Fournier, who's going to give you buckets, you think that maybe R.J. Barrett's going to get better, and you think that, okay, now they have Kimba Walker, yeah, I would say that's a, that's a lot fairer fight. Well, Canty's over there groaning, so I want to make sure we get actual words. We get actual words from him. Canty, your reaction to what Bart said? Bart, it was a gentleman sweep, and the Knicks had home court advantage. Like, I, I don't know that the Knicks are on par with the Atlanta Hawks, even with the Kimball Walker move, and then being able to upgrade that small forward, bringing over Evan Fournier in place of Reggie Bullock. But, I mean, I, I, I just look at this as the next best option for the Knicks. Like, Leon Rose, you know he was putting, out there, putting feelers out there, seeing if there was, you know, a disgruntled superstar that was going to be made available via trade this offseason that made sense for the Knicks. With all of the moves that he's made so far this offseason, it doesn't feel like that was going to materialize this summer. And so he did the next best thing, which is being able to bring back a cast of characters that you know the head coach and the staff have a certain comfort level with, a group that was able to be competitive, that got you to the playoffs, won 41 games in a season where Vegas expected you to win 22 to 23. I think that this move, bringing over Kimball Walker, re-signing, Derrick Rose and, and Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. Like, to me, that, that, that allows your team to be competitive, play meaningful games in the regular season and in the postseason, which is instrumental in developing young players while maintaining a certain degree of flexibility with your contracts because we're not talking about long-term deals, and a lot of those deals have team options on the back end of them. So if, in fact, there is a superstar down the line that does become available – those are very movable contracts, and you can make something happen. So I just think with the overall strategy, if you couldn't land the big fish, this was the next best option. Yeah, and I still think that the NBA is more exciting when the Knicks are relevant. So obviously they're moving in the right direction. Playoffs last year, hopefully they can take that next step with some of these additions they've made over the last few days. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance, and uh, we will have much more from KJZ. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate having you, Chris Canty, on the Goodyear Hotline. Much more from KJZ after Bart has this from Straight Talk. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract and to get in on the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract and get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks, 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise, 5G capable, capable devices required, compatible. Actually available coverage and speeds may vary. Oh. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? And as far as key goes and the diva, key, you're so diva, it's more like Kiva should be your new name. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Sean J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. The guys are out and we are in. I'm Jen Latta. He's Bart Scott. Back with you again tomorrow, right, big guy? Am I contractually obligated to be here tomorrow? I'm not sure. Oh, I think that's a referendum on the relationship that you and I have, huh? No, You're no. like, don't put I'm me a, with I'm, that girl no, again. I'm, Jen, I'm with it. I'm with it, Jay Leasy. <laughs> uh, in case you missed it, the gold medal match, gold medal game is uh, set for basketball in the Olympics. <sighs> France just beat Slovenia 90-89. to Apparently, Luca maybe gave up the game-winning basket by France. We couldn't see it. They, on, didn't have it. they didn't have it in on we don't. We don't we're not high enough on the hierarchy yeah, to get the on, game yeah. on in Come here. on, Shane Falco. Winners want the ball. You don't pass up the game-winning shot. Um, so, USA basketball going for their fourth straight gold when they take on France uh, in just a couple of days. We will talk about that a little bit later in the show as well. Um, we have been taking your calls all morning long. What players are you most looking forward to watching in the preseason? Of course, the Hall of Fame game tonight in Canton, Ohio. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's go out to Robert in Virginia. Well, well also, we talked earlier today about the coffee order from Dan Campbell. We assume we have a lot of morning who, who people. Who got hands, according to Chris Canty. Yeah. got hands. <laughs> got into a little fight with Chris Canty early in their careers. Uh, and we believe that Dan Campbell won that fight, actually. We believe yeah. that Dan Campbell got the best of our friend Chris Canty. Robert in Virginia, you wanted to weigh in on the coffee order by Dan Campbell. Go ahead, Robert. Well, I'm kind of an expert on coffee. And uh, I start my day, I make a Starbucks at home of a, a venti. But it's always dark coffee and no sugar, no cream. The coffee's a lot healthier for you if you drink it without any sugar or cream in it. Is it and then um, that it... usually carries me through the morning. And then I do a grande after lunch. And then if I want to later on, depending on how long I'm working, I might do like a, a small one around uh, four or five. Bro, um, is it called a venti if you make it at home? so many health benefits. It's amazing. Is it a venti when you, when you make it at home? Like you got a venti setting at home? Well, I've got a big cup. Oh, okay. I it's a, a big whole, cup. Okay. I, I buy my say, Starbucks bro. at the grocery store. Okay. But wait, you said that it's just coffee black? Just black coffee? Dark dark black coffee, and it's 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 good for your heart. It's good for your liver. It works as a, uh, a well, filter for your liver. It's so, And they say the more coffee you drink, probably the healthier you are. I Man, don't hold on, hold know about that. Let me tell you some of the other things. Like, Okay, you, you can say it's an appetite suppressor, so you can take that if you're trying to go into ketosis or something like that. But caffeine isn't great for you. So right. it also at some point can shrink your veins and your blood flow. So um, I think you want to read the um, – negative side of it too those those one of the things that they say on those infomercials they talk about the fine print. yeah yeah uh, it, it could cause gout 
um, <laughs> inflammation of the heart, liver cirrhosis. Like, yeah, they say that part real fast. So, you and know then what you're saying? trying to decide if fixing the thing you got is worth, is worth you, getting yeah. all of those things. Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. Uh, 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Um, you know, I don't know because I don't drink coffee. Unless Starbucks want to sponsor me or something like that, then I can tell you all the good benefits about coffee. <laughs> coffee is so good for you. Uh, let's get to John in North Carolina talking about the players he is most looking forward to watching this season. John, good morning. You're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Jen Ladd of Bart Scott holding it down. Yeah, we're none of them. Yeah, they should do more commercials in the morning. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do my sodas, and I need my caffeine that way, but they don't advertise cold at caffeine morning drinkers. Oh, did you say soda? Yeah, yeah. You so know, you're drinking that River Flavin' Red Dye 88? Oh, man, you all messed up, too. Let's get America fixed. It's got to be the fountain machines with the real good taste. But anyhow. I do want to talk about Odell, but not because of the injury. Let's say he's 100%. I want to worry about how he's going to affect the Browns and Baker and their, uh, you know, him coming back after that great year. I still think they should trade him and get something else. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I was with you. I kind of said that, alluded to that a couple of days ago, that I thought maybe that A.A. Ryan should have asked for him, and in return they should have asked for Preston Smith because I, I don't think you can count on Jadavian Clowney to be healthy to be able to give you the pass rush that you need opposite of Miles Garrett. You know, and I thought the only reason that Odell was on here is because you can't hurt a hurt player. He hasn't probably been cleared. You know, so that's why they retained him because the team was much better without him. I felt like it was uh, more by committee. I know he's a special talent, but, you know, Baker just doesn't seem to play at the same level when he's trying to force him to football. Well, he has gone on the record, and thanks for the call. We appreciate you, and, and said that they've made huge strides with their chemistry. So what, I guess what, we're, is, we're what just, is he supposed to say? I totally agree, but this goes back to you saying, you know, tell it like it is. Oh, yeah, Straight talk. Yeah. Straight talk. From Aaron okay. Rodgers. Straight okay, talk Jesus. from Baker Mayfield. Straight talk. Baker Mayfield saying that they've made huge strides with their chemistry going into their third season together. All right, a Hall of Famer's long wait is over. That's next. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.